You want to build these amazing cards that make people lose their minds. But there's also much more to it too with, with a 300. There's this whole, what is the feel of the show going to be? What's going to make 300 more special than this Saturday night? But what you can expect is the first prelim of the night for you to be going like, holy this is insane. That's how good 300 is going to be. Looking at UFC 300, it is spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. But you have a pocket of of fans at the moment who are saying, shit, don't like it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shit, yeah. don't like it. Doesn't <clears throat> reach expectations. Now, what do you, what is that down to? Do you think it's because they just do not have that superstar main event yet? Look, for me, as it is... Fantastic card. Wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely brilliant for 300. Gaethje Holloway, BMF as the main event. I'd be perfectly happy with that. The undercard is ridiculous. But at the risk of losing our accreditation, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Dana has made a bit of a rod for his own back. I think he went out there and said so much stuff about you wait till what, what we've got. And he was just bigging it up so much. And obviously, historically, you've had Brock on the card or you've had um wasn't connor meant to be 200 yeah, and then it got 200, changed yeah. didn't it? it was meant to be connor so i think everyone's like well if that's what they've done for the previous hundreds this time they, they're going to get brock back or it's going to be connor or it's going to be you know ronda's coming back i've heard people saying stuff like that and i think we said that yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, but, yeah and i think you <laughs> even I we, we, we did an episode of our show predicting what we think could be a oh, UFC i knew you were gonna thumb this in. i knew you'd thumb this <laughs> well in. i i said gaichi holloway don't worry about it I, um but um you know i think he sort of put so much out there and don't get me wrong, it's still probably who, the best card of the who year. Who could he have said that made that would make to satisfy pocket of fans that pocket of fans? I think he had to say Connor or Brock. But I Connor don't could even... still come in against Chandler, though. He could. He, he could. They can I... still add fights. hundred percent. It's April, so we've got two months. Like, eight do we weeks, need six Connor weeks. as well? I know we're going slightly for different this, direction. No. no. Not, not for the... I mean, I mean, it makes sense that you do 300, which is going to sell bucket loads even just as it is. But if you add... And I think they're looking to do Izzy DDP. That's what I think they're going to try and do as the headliner. Um, but even without that, this this sells really, really well just off the back of it being 300. It is an insane card. They'll promote it all over the shop. And then uh, for 302, 303, whatever it might be, you do Connor and then you make another huge amount of money and the undercard of that could be terrible, but people will just pay for, for Connor. So yeah, it makes business sense, in my opinion, to not put Connor on this card. Uh, and it's still absolutely stacked. I mean, the wage bill on this card is probably pretty big. <laughs> and that's the thing, when you do look at the UFC 100s, you do look at the UFC 200s, do you remember the undercard do you remember the prelims but like i reckon jim in, miller in a year's time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah jim miller he's done it but i reckon in a year's time you could probably go back and you go holy shit the fucking prelims I want to, to remember UFC some 300 prelims, okay TJ, that's a fucking just, sick cards to be cj a sun sal great yeah see it's <laughs> yeah. funny because gastelum johnny hendrix isn't a fight people even remember happened no. sage north Mus yeah. musashi is the second fight on this look Jim at Milo the fort gomi what an amazing <laughs> look fight. at the fight pass prelims yeah. yeah. tj a sun as well. as well yeah the fight pass prelims are crazy you've got like five six mma legends on there like all right, I take that back. Then. Yeah, I should, rem I should remember. That. <laughs> I think it's okay to not remember what happened two weeks ago with the amount of fights that are usually on in a calendar year. I think it's fine. What conversation have you, you lads, been having about headlining three hundred? Who do you think it's going to be? As it is right now, I think 
Israel Adesanya is probably going to get pressured or currently being pressured to get back in a cage when he says that he wanted, you know, an extended time off. Because the reality of it is, it's like, you're right. Who is it? The idea that they've promised this big thing, this huge event, and they don't have that, you know, 300 caliber yeah, main I event. Said, I said it could be Pereira Aspinall. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but like it's been thrown about. Though, they both it? talked yeah. about it. They both acknowledged it. As Neither like a of them are a superstar, though. The only superstar that seems to be available, if we're saying that Connor is going to fight in June, yeah, then the only superstar that's left because O'Malley's fighting in like two nine nine is Adesanya, isn't it? Is the only one. I'm fighting who? Yeah, I mean, the yeah. thing is, Rick has got battered in that fight as well. Mm, the, yeah. the, the the way his face looked at, at the end of that as well, and you wonder, it's like, man, could you really turn around? January to what is it April to get in there against the great one of the greatest middleweights of all time I know it's a kind of a fight people are looking forward to obviously there's a rivalry there It'd be very easy to promote as of such I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a first choice for 300 because it's almost like that fight sells itself they don't necessarily need to put it on 300 apart from and they're struggling to find something and they feel like they need to boost it for the profile for the history of of 300 I wonder if they were just hanging to see what happened with Drickus and how much damage he took, and if he won it. And I think maybe, to, to echo what you said, he, he got bashed up, he looked sore, and is it going to be too soon to turn it around? So do you think maybe Izzy moves up? I mean, that is a fight everyone, a lot of people have said, let's have Pereira, Izzy again, but I really don't want to see that fight again. I really want to see you that fight. <laughs> I really want to see that. It's a conclusion to the trilogy, man. We have to, we have they to see like it. like seven times. I know, I know, but it's not in MMA, and it's not most recently, it's not who they are like now those kickboxing fights were were great but it's this is mma and this is the usc and this is the highest level and getting a conclusion to this trilogy i think really means something and i think my only concern with it would be i, I would like to see when fighters move up particularly when there's such a big discrepancy between the weight classes when you go from middle to light heavy and uh, and and stuff like that or welterweight to, to middleweight even I'd like to see fighters have the time to really actually build up, put on that muscle and stuff. So he wouldn't have had that time. But if that's headlining 300, I think that's great. Narratively speaking, amazing. But in reality, how is that going to shape up? And, you know, surely you've got to give the advantage to Pereira. In reality, just awful for Adesanya to be facing yeah. a fucking much bigger uh, Pereira. I mean, the challenge of that yeah. As opposed to him having to cut down to middleweight when he what's his walk around weight like two thirty Pereira. Yeah. I think with some of this stuff you try and strike when the iron is hot, and I think that we have missed out on fights in the past because people haven't pulled the trigger when maybe they should have pulled the trigger. Izzy, I know he's got the the back catalogue of all that stuff, which maybe helps his case, but really he won the belt back, then he lost the belt, so he shouldn't be challenging for the belt again. But it's about availability of these stars. It's about the dates of the cards. All these other things come into play now when the UFC are putting together these events that availability is key. And I think, I don't want to change the subject too much, but I look at the lightweight division and I think Islam Makachev could face a wide selection of fighters. That it may not be Gaethje. It may not be the winner of Oliveira Sarukian. It might be the winner of Poirier Benoit Saint-Denis because who's going to be ready in time? Like, if Benmar Saint-Denis or Poirier gets a really early finish and Gaethje Holloway's a slugfest, Oliveira versus Sarukian ends in someone getting really badly injured, but they've won, who steps up then? Islam will be fighting on a certain time frame and the UFC have to kind of go with 
that. So it's not always the right number one contender that gets that fight. It is who's available on the date we want this person to fight. You talk about pulling the trigger at the at the right time, and we, we touched on the, 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 the chat of uh, Pereira Aspinall. Do you think now's a good time to pull the trigger on that? If not, do you think that fight will not ever happen? I don't think that's a fight that needs to happen. It's just a, it's, it's just a fight. That, you do, you can do it fun. if you want. It's a bit of fun, sure. But I mean, how many yeah. fights has, has Pereira had in the UFC and he's going to become a three-weight champ? That would be insane. Yeah, that is a, uh, like a hook point to that. It's like he could actually win three titles, which would be kind of crazy. What was it? Because you're, uh, you're, 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 you're a massive advocate for Aspinall Pereira. Why? For that, I think it's for that exact reason. It's also because, like, who is Aspinall going to fight, right? Can you name one person? Cyril Garn. Okay, cool. We the do have the Garn Almeida. We do, do have the Garn fight, but, like, I feel like Garn's obviously lost multiple times again in that spot, so we're going to push him to, like, an interim title shot again when he arguably doesn't deserve it. But I feel like with Tom, you know, he he's going to either hold him to the interim belt and defend it, or, or he's not, and, and John's not coming back anytime soon, and when he does, he's going to be the Steve Bay fight, so... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What you could do <laughs> is put him against Pereira for one of them to go to history and also to give Tom, you know, that high-profile spot as well in a fight that I think would sell well. Massively. I think, I think people would really enjoy it. Do you it. think Pereira isn't a star, though? I don't, I don't think... think that, I mean, we're, we're, what we were talking about is headlining UFC yeah. 300 and the people that are that level of star is, you know, if you were to bring them back, Brock or Ronda or the current roster, you'd say Connor, Adesanya maybe O'Malley. That's a very, very small elite group of fighters that are in, in that quote-unquote like superstars. Tom, really great fighter. Love Tom. Really popular in England, probably popular in America as well. Pereira, popular, but not superstar, not headliner 300. And I, I just have no interest in it. I think Tom just takes it. I, as a fight, I think Tom deals with him pretty easily. Um, so I'm not expecting it to be a hard-fought battle or anything. In terms of the history of Pereira winning, sure, but do I? does he need to? Do I care? Do I think he's earned it? No. Uh, if you don't and, think he can do it, it's also not appealing. No, I don't. I would rather see Tom fight the winner of Blades Almeida. Yeah. yeah. You say that Tom's not a superstar yet. Like, fighting Curtis Blades... Or Amada, he's not going to make him a superstar. But the, yeah, but he's still got to defend the. But he's still got to do something. But, but look, I mean, the chat was obviously the Jones ain't going to happen. Stepe's not going to happen. Cyril Garn does. Is that an exciting? Yeah, fight? but if you're Tom, then what you have to do is you have to win. That's how he becomes a superstar. And then he maybe goes to Madison Square Garden or or Vegas and smashes it there. And that's how he will become a star. Because I don't see John Jones fighting him. Do you think John will respect a win over Alex Pereira more or less than someone like Curtis Blades? Less. Yeah. I would respect it less. I think John could spin the narrative either way, however he wanted, and, and show him disrespect in both regards. But I'll tell you one thing, though. If Pereira fought Tom and Pereira won, John Jones would take that fight. Yeah, probably, yeah. I think, jo <laughs> yeah, I think John yeah, Jones would fight Steve and then go, oh, I'll take on the interim champ. Yeah, yeah that just affirms his legacy more because he knows it's a much easier fight. 
when when we talk about 300 as well, we all, we're all sort of like clamoring together to try and figure out what's going to be that massive main event. But realistically, what do you think is the main event that they would could put on that may not that fans are going to hate as well? I don't know. Maybe Leon. The like, fans aren't going to go nuts for it though. Like, that's I the thing. love if Leon, it's but Leon's the fans aren't allowed, going to be into it. Like, yeah. Fucking hell, are people going to be upset? Yeah, they, they will. They really, you know, it's not going to go down well. And you were saying, you know. It's they're probably holding on to Leon for UFC Manchester or whatever mm. it might be later on in the year. I think that's got Tom's name all over it. Yeah, yeah they'll probably do him against Garn, I imagine. Yeah. That's, that, it's a very sensible fight, a yeah, very safe fight. Yeah. yeah. What There's do you think no the backlash is fight. of Leon Bilal then as the main event of 300? I just, I'm, it's just that thing of like, you know, there's been a lot of talk about some of the MMA fan base recently with the whole John Anik thing and all that kind of stuff as well. And I think there are just people that are just very easily upset <laughs> and it's just i don't know uh, and i do i do stand by the fact that i think dana really bigged this up to the point where we were like oh my god we're gonna get the best card ever of all time by a country mile and all and and i still think it's absolute look at the state of it it's so good it's already absolutely brilliant i think in terms of title fights that actually could surpass gaichi holloway in terms of its star power and the fans enjoying it i think you have to have either Izzy versus Drickus in there. It's a very transitionary period, which is unfortunate given that it's 300. They have no dominant established legacy champion. Can we have a quick look at UFC yeah, champions? It's just Volkanovski is the only guy with more than two title defense. It's not Jones, potentially Tom, Pereira, potentially yes. Drickus, can he turn around? Leon, potentially. Islam, no. Volk, no. Obviously, Sean, no. Pantoja. What day <laughs> in the day? I'm not. Day in the day. I really think Alex Pereira is a really big star for the UFC. Dana, be, Dana has promised three title fights, has he not? He's also... And he sort of cheated by putting the BMF in there, hasn't he? Yeah. He, ah, it's a title. Yeah, it? I mean, it's it a bit of fun. <laughs> that is definitely That's a title. Absolutely what do, phenomenal uh, fight. Yeah, do an it interim, is, yeah. It'll be an interim title fight for the next bit, and then there you go. You've got to be good on those call-outs, man. I remember chatting to someone from the UFC social media uh, kind of department, or whatever, and, and they were like, we, you have two, three minutes in that post-fight speech to give us at the social media department something to work with. If you don't take it and you just banil Dariush it and say, oh, I'm going to fight 10 more guys, they've got nothing. But if you give them something, then they can go, right, clip that, put that out there. That's going. How many millions of followers do the UFC social media accounts have? You have to take that moment and... Treat it like part of the fight. Prep for it if you have to. But people like Bilal and, and Benil, and I really wanted Benil versus Islam, but we're never going to get it. And that, I suppose that's the thing about um, Shemaev as well. The trajectory of his career from the moment he stepped into the UFC, the fact that he's found himself in that position and that he was going to fight Nate Diaz as well is entirely because of the impressions that he has made on social media, isn't it? It is the disruptance that he has caused that they go, let's get him the fuck up there. Not just the fact that he's dominating in these performances but mm -hmm. the the impressions themselves on social media is a big part of it as well well it's because it? he's saying he's going to kill everybody and eat them you know exactly that's pretty <laughs> gives gross, them a lot yeah. to work with i think <laughs> yeah. social media you think he deserves a shot no not really no, <laughs> no. if he beat one more welterweight after gilbert burns then i would have said yeah welterweight but now it's switched division and he's not even beating but also at the same yet. time it's like we always have a conversation is just like you know the idea of like the fight business versus the sport if you if you're looking at it more of a, of a fight business you're gonna put 
Shemaev in with fight. I mean, they used to do that, didn't they? They used to just kind of just shove anyone in. And the fact that it has been progressed so much to the point now where we are going, no, 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 MMA is a sport and it has rankings and we've got to respect the rankings. It's kind of like fucked it up a little bit for the fight promotion and the fight business because Dana even though he does what he wants to do and they ultimately get away with it as well. Like it kind of puts a spanner in the works for them to try and make these fights because they can't just go, let's just throw Hamza in there because we have to respect like Bilal. If they didn't have rankings, Bilal would never, ever get a fucking title fight, would he? He wouldn't. No, I, I, I think I think you're right in some of that, but I also think they really just utilize the rankings if and when they want. It's weird that Vera is fighting O'Malley. Yes, he has that win over him or whatever, but really I think Mirab, Corey Sandhagen, there's probably one or two others that I could maybe mention at Bantamweight that maybe deserve that shot instead of Vera, but it's happening because of the business. Do you think casual fans give a fuck about no no exactly no they want the and, big and names it, yeah exactly and ultimately those are the things that are going to sell those events aren't they it's the casual fans but again if you're the ufc it's a business at the end of the day they want to make the money and that is that is part of it is who's going to make us the most money how are we going to convince someone to spend 80 dollars on watching four or five hours of fights or whatever it is it's quite a big ask so when they find these bankable stars they're like yes give it to them every single time let them jump the line I mean, we are spoilt for the next three cards, oh, right? Man. Not according to some fans. Oh, no. They're all oh. shit. Ultimately, oh. let's, let's, let's kind of roll it back to this, the, the first question then. What do you say to those pockets of fans that are looking at UFC 300? And despite whatever that main event is, what do you say to those fans to say, nope, this is not what I wanted and you can, you can keep it? It's a really cracking card and they're still not done with it. They are going to add some other bits. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. As you say, we are spoiled. 298, 299 is stacked. 300 is stacked. Like, we're going to probably get a Connor fight by, you know, summertime or something as well, hopefully. It's, it's going to be great, man. I, I just think if you look at 300 and you don't recognise some of the fighters on there for being superstars, all I'll say is, Strap in and fucking enjoy it because it's gonna be incredible. It's Such amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like wow. Strap in. If, you, if you're in Essex, get down the pink toothbrush. <laughs> so if you do want to support us here at the channel, you can join us as a member for as little as two ninety nine. So please do that. And then obviously you can see the uncut versions of Stu and Blake and all their uncut glory as well, which is um, again pretty weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. can the fans find you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what a seamless little segue into that. Yes, no, uh, so we're on YouTube, we're on the socials, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. MMA Fan Show. Uh, come and find us, hang out, talk with two idiot losers about MMA. That's about it, right? I mean, that's the worst <laughs> ever. I mean, it's bang on, but shouldn't we big it up a little bit? Yeah, it's such an amazing show. We've got such a killer studio, guys. Yeah. We are popping up on TikTok. Oh, it's going to be lit. <laughs>